Welcome to New England Beer Reviews. I'm TJ Davis alongside Chris hey, I'm Campbell. Chris. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I, I yeah, stepped on yeah, you. Yeah, you did. I was just going to introduce all of us real fast and then episode title and get into it. So, oh, yeah. Sh- sh- should I go again? <laughs> you can. Oh, I was more referencing WandaVision with that. But hey, let's just keep it going. I'm hey. TJ Davis. That's Chris Campbell alongside Emily Schick. Welcome to episode three, Revenge of the Sessionales. Even Yay. though we're not drinking a session today. Yeah. Yay. But we we will be sure to talk about a very specific session ale uh, brewery in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are we drinking today, guys? I think you and I are drinking the same thing, Emily, and Chris is drinking something different. I sure am. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess for as a 6.8, for me, that is like kind of a session, but not, not actually for, you know, <laughs> No, definition. for a New England style IPA, that's pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. Well... <laughs> So what are you guys drinking? It's Battery Steel Axion. Ooh. I forget what the hops in this are. Oh, me too. Well, you look at that. Chris, why don't you tell us what you're going to be drinking? I have Hardywood Christmas Pancakes, which is an Imperial Milk Stout. And it's actually not from New England. It's it's New oh. York. Sacrilege. It, yeah. I still think that we should, like, throw New York into the greater New England area just because there's so many great New York breweries. Absolutely. That's me. Yeah. No, I I concur. So Axion, formerly on site number one, is a double dry hopped IPA built on a base of American two row barley and oats for a silky mouthfeel and clean finish. Hopped with a hefty portion of Citra and Galaxy, it imparts notes of soft mango, guava, apricot, and a pleasantly dank finish. All right, sounds exciting. Shall we crack them? Yeah. Uh, three, two, one, crack. I sprayed myself in the face. <laughs> Good job. In my face. In my face. <laughs> oh man, this oh, yeah. Axion is really good. I can really taste the uh, galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have one waiting for you at your sister's house. No, I already drank my Axion. Oh, you did? Yeah. You bastard. Oh. I drank it at ska band practice, and it was amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. I yeah, really no, liked... th- this is quite tasty. I, yeah. I liked. I, I also liked the uh, Vagabond Dreamer that we had from them, too. Mm. Oh, that was good. That was great. Didn't you and I just have that the other day? Yes. Yes. But yes, that, that was very tasty. Sorry, we're all quiet right now because we're like checking it in. Yeah. Right? All right, I need to go to. What did I. Did I give these two the same rating? Is my question, actually. I gave Axion a 425. I gave both Axion and Bagabund Dreamer a 425. What was the hot profile on that one? Oh, it doesn't say. Oh, it said on the can, didn't it? Um, I don't think so. Oh, you mean for Vagabond the Vagabond Dreamer? Dreamer? No, it definitely did not. Oh, okay. Because it, I, I, I yeah, that's like... why it was annoying looking it up because I'm so out of practice. Well, my tongue is so out of practice when it comes to playing the name that hop game yeah. that it's just challenging. 
Yeah. I definitely could taste the Galaxy and the Axion. Definitely. That came through pretty well. I thought it was a pretty hoppy beer overall. With a surprisingly dank finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a nice balance of like that, you know, hot bitterness that you used to get from West Coast, but like also all of the things that I love it about, about the New England style. It's, oh, yeah, like the smooth, creamy, almost sweetness that you get in New England styles a lot of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate Like, maybe when... sweet's wrong to use. It's just when I don't eat much sugar, like, yeah. any sugar content just becomes magnified to me. So right. it's like things that aren't necessarily sweet always end up tasting sweeter to me because my tongue is pulling out those sugar molecules and that flavor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm a freak. Yeah. <laughs> That's not why, though. Oh, I know. That's not why. I'm just, like, stating for the audience I I am a freak. I think they figured that out already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Haha, nobody's figured it out yet. It's been a ruse all along. (laughs) Yeah, you got foam in your mustache. Yep, yep. Flavor saver. Mm. For those of you uh, listening at home, TJ has a very luscious long beard. Yeah, I mean, growing it for like eight and a half years will do that for you. Yep. No, I, I've seen it happen in person where people will just stop and ask to have their picture taken with your amazing beard. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since that's happened. Mm. But it's then again, of- we, we've also spent like the last decade in a pandemic. I mean, the last right. 10 months. Oh, no, 11 <laughs> months. Yeah. We're like mid-February. Yep. Yeah, we're we're coming up on yeah, it's like eleven months because it was the the last major thing that you and I did that was in public was Pax East on my birthday. Mm. So you know that was and even given the climate at that time, we probably shouldn't have. But yeah, yeah. we didn't get well, sick. No, we really didn't. We really didn't know. I don't like. I don't think that we really understood that it was here yet. Not on March, not on March 1st. No. I was we, in Seattle on March 1st, which was scary because that's where the first, you know, real cases started popping up. Oh, I thought that the um, fucking biotech conference that happened in Boston was like a week before PAX or no, it was the same like a weekend. couple of days before PAX. So I it think was it was the same weekend. I think it was the same mm. weekend. Because um, like but, that was our yeah, first major super spreader event in Boston. It was, mm-hmm. but we didn't know that at the time. Right. I mean, we've it's been hearing about like COVID nineteen, was... but I mean that's why Sony pulled out when they did because of the coronavirus. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's why there was no Sony booth there because they were a last minute pullout. But yeah, I don't think that we had much of an idea that it was going to get this bad at that point. So no, nope. We still thought of it as oh, it's a slightly worse flu. And it's right. like, nope. <laughs> or we thought of it as something that was far away. Yeah. That was other people's problem. Well, that that's also a lot of the American mentality is like, yeah. if it's not us, we don't care. If it's not affecting me directly. Yeah. And also think about the last few epidemics we've had, like, you know, the earlier SARS, Ebola. Like, yeah, it got a little sketchy, but it never t- turned into a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, I think, like, the closest within our lifetime was, um, yeah, probably the SARS outbreak that happened in Canada. 
yeah. that like also spread to Europe, but like they got yep. a quick clamp on it. So it didn't become a big deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I love about like uh, the most recent, I mean, this is going to date this episode, but the most recent last week tonight talking about like pandemics and not this mm-hmm. pandemic, but like what we need to do going forward and use this as a lesson for, Hey, we fucked up. But then again, it was our previous fearless leader who was the one who really well. fucked up because it's like it wasn't his fault that they no longer had fucking <laughs> a, a pandemic relief unit. Like, how, how could he have known that there was going to be a pandemic? Uh, like scientists, that that's how you know you, you listen to science. It's yeah. weird. I know. And it's hard because science usually challenges what you believe. But listen to science. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that having the Democrats in office is really the magical fix that so many people want. Oh, God, no. I think that both parties. Like, we fought to get to where we are, and we need to keep on fighting to get what we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, both parties suck ass. One is distinctly better than the other, but, like, they're both fairly conservative like there's a reason i consider myself a progressive like i am not i like i'm registered as a democrat but i am not a democrat i'm a progressive yeah i just like i would agree with that but like that's that's kind of what our two major parties are in this system right now the republican party is far right the democrat party is just right of center Mm mm-hmm yeah I mean, and, and, like, in terms we, of how we the need rest to, like, of the world get is, more yeah. towards left, left of center. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we need to look at, like, European socialism instead of, like, communism equals socialism. Communism, right. bad. I mean, this is no longer the McCarthy era. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted us all to be, like, Earthigans. <laughs> Maybe have, like, uh, start breeding, like, babblefish and... You know, we we can all just understand each other and realize that we're all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except, you know, the I, I think, OK, getting real nerdy on you here, folks. Yeah. I think that Farscape did a really good job of showing pretty realistically what would happen if we suddenly came into contact with aliens. It's like at first everybody's excited and then they start shitting all over it and start being distrustful and they mm-hmm. start fighting like the different nations start fighting over their access to the technology or their aliens or what they, what's the, what to do about it. And, oh, and of course, Merca is like, these aliens are ours. We're taking their technology. You can't have their technology, Shanna. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it, it's, amazing how good well uh sci-fi can comment on but it's true that usually people who are in the positions of power that actually could do something to make change instead choose to do whatever benefits themselves the most instead of what is best for the people yeah. Like we, we as a society and as like a species need to get over our egos and just like understand that, yeah, no, it, people can still be assholes, but, you know, let, let's try and do what's best for humanity and still do what's best for our planet instead of like screaming towards an apocalypse because we as people since we have 
been in our infancy of, uh, you know, intellectual thought have been predicting that an apocalypse will come. And yes, you know, eventually an apocalypse will come, but Mm -hmm. every generation wants it to happen during their generation. So they don't have to give a fuck about the future generations because if the apocalypse comes, why give a fuck about global warming? Well, it's less about, I think the not giving a shit about future generations comes in less because of the, oh, maybe there'll be an apocalypse and more because they just don't give enough of a shit about other people, including their own children. Like Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's entirely me focused. And I think that, you know, the majority of people in, you know, I would consider, I would say pretty much, pretty much everybody who's a radical Republican falls into the category of the only person that matters is myself. And the only thing that matters is, well, and I, I don't want them to have it. Because I don't think that they're worth having it. Even if it hurts me to not mm. have it, I don't want them to have it. Yeah. It's it's way, it's just, yeah. So, beer. Beer is great. <laughs> so, welcome to New England, New England Politics Reviews. <laughs> I, I hope that we have left you with a feeling of just pure existential dread that one day the skies <laughs> will open and the tentacles will come out and uh, Yub Shigaroth or whomever is going to reach through the inky black void and consume our planet. So you don't have to worry about global warming. It's fine. Just enjoy <laughs> beer. I was going to say, it's amazing how existential dread makes beer taste so much better. Mm, mm. I mean, unless it's a beer that tastes like existential dread, then <laughs> what what are you even doing with your life? But uh, hey, we, we named this episode after Sessions, and even though we're not drinking Sessions, we should at least talk about a mass brewery that deals almost exclusively in Sessions. Jeff Sessions? No, no. no. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> I was still on the political show. Oh man! <laughs> like I Got hope that guy that into I, the sun. Oh, I hope that like someday <laughs> soon that Jeff Sessions is like I. I am non-religious. I don't believe in an actual factual hell. But if an actual factual hell exists, I hope that one day Jeff Sessions is on a spit roast and is. Oh no, no! I, I want <laughs> I, I want Rush Limbaugh roasting like a pig on a spit roast and Jeff Sessions having to consume his flesh every day until his stomach explodes. And then <laughs> like fucking, uh, who is it? Uh, Prometheus. He'll just be reset the next day to <laughs> be consumed again. You know, you could re- really rank up in the bad place. I'm just saying. Like they would Who, really me? appreciate. Yeah, they would really. Oh appreciate yeah, no, your I, I'm, I'm sure that I would be a pretty damn good bad place uh, architect. Like it's not all just penis flattening, you know. I know, right? Um. So anyway, sessions. Um. What he was alluding to is Notch Brewing in Salem. Notch started as a session only and according to TJ, they make some that are not sessions. But I'm fairly all- certain that they have like expanded beyond just sessions, but like what they're known for are their German style session ales. Well, and it's not even Hmm. just German style. I think that they really branched out to, um, to do more like new England style, I, you know, IPA or pale ales and things like that. 
It's just that they keep everything they do under, I think, like 5% ABV. Um, let me actually take a quick look at my untapped. So folks, in case you hadn't figured this out yet, if you go to untapped and you go to your profile, you can actually search. And I should be able to search for a brewery. Yeah, you can. Let's see here. Notch. Huh, that's weird. I've never checked in left of the dial. I know I've had left of the dial multiple times. That's hmm. we- Yeah, so let's see. Last things I've had from there. Oh, oh June 14th, 2020. Where the hell? When did I have that? Uh, Raw Power. That was a session IP. IPA. Oh, man. You, you remember when we used to go to uh, Notch and, like, we did trivia a handful of times and it was just an awesome spot to hang out and you get a pretzel? They had ski ball. Yeah, Ooh. they had ski ball. It was an awesome spot to hang out. Remember, we, we were there for, they were doing trivia at some point, but, like, we didn't join in in that one. I've actually checked in left of the dial. See, my dad loves left of the dial. And. I mean, it's one of those things that, like, if somebody offers me one, I'm not going to be like, ew, gross. Yeah. But, no, it's a uh, solid I'm, beer. I'm also but... not going to seek it out. But Let's yeah, just see. like going through theirs, I did find one that's a 6.4, and it looks like it was a very limited release, but it was oh. a double dry hop New England IPA. Oh, I don't think I had that one. Cause... Oh, I, I haven't had that one. I'm just like looking oh. through their full list of beers. I'm looking through the stuff that I've actually had. Um, so things that I gave high, fairly high ratings to, um, they did a solid Czech Pilsner um, called Laurel. They did a 3.9% English bitter, which is actually probably not that far off from what it sh- an English bitter really should be called Gates mm. of the West. Um Experimental Jet Set was a pale ale. Um, Complete Control was a pale ale that I liked better. Um, I remember liking El Hombre Dorado. Take a wild yeah. guess what hop is primary primary uh-huh. in that pale ale. D- Dorado? El Dorado, yes. Well, yeah, El Dorado. <laughs> and then Turn It On IPA was... I like... I, I also... Darklands. I don't remember drinking it, but... It's in, it's an oatmeal stout that rings in at 3.9% ABV, and I gave it a 4.25. Like, that's... Nice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but, like, anybody who can do a stout that's that low. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember liking Dog and Pony Show, that pale ale. But yeah, they do a lot of lagers, they do a lot of ales, they do have they have done a few sours, but generally speaking their stuff is under 5% ABV and it's good. I mean, I I think that restricting yourself to a low ABV kind of restricts how certain flavors, but at the same time again, it's a great option for people who just want to be able to enjoy a low abv beer it can also allow you to get in more specific flavor instead of being worried that it's going to be blown out by the alcohol content or Mm -hmm. just putting too much of a thing in there 
It depends on what it is, though, because I think the sweet spot for, like, say, a New England-style IPA is really somewhere more in the, like, 6 to 8% range in terms of, like, getting the correct mouthfeel and intensity of hops and all of that. Because I do see, it It does seem to kind of be a little bit more muted in, in a session, but, you know, it's... A session is always going to be more flavorful than, oh, I don't know, Bud Light. You know, if you want something that's a fairly low ABV that doesn't taste like garbage, a session's a good way to go. And, you know, my yeah. like my dad, when he's drinking uh, at like, I don't know, if he's going to like a cookout or something, he'll usually bring a session because it's like the perfect thing to just sort of sip and enjoy without you know without getting too buzzed you can still drive home yeah he definitely has a um a lower tolerance than he did when he was younger as we've discovered Mm. from beer fests (laughs) and him no longer going to them like end up with a nasty hangover (laughs) i'm disappointed that bruce doesn't join us for the beer fest anymore but like those were some fun times. Mm. Usually got a lot of like random heartfelt confessions out of Bruce that I just don't remember because mm. I was hammered too. Mm. But I do remember him telling me things, not not the things he told me, but I just remember him telling me things that he would probably <laughs> regret that he told me. Yeah, like I, I don't, I, I wish he remembered. I wish I, he probably doesn't <laughs> remember. But no, I, I, I mean... I he do you remember that year that he was kept a running tally of how many men versus women complimented you? Oh yeah, hair? that was annoying but hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. What was the ratio? Oh, it was uh, like one woman to like no. twenty five guys or something. Oh, geez. no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that ridiculous. It was pretty I bad. Got it. I got it like from four or five women, I think. But huh. then I got it from like. 30 or 40 guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. sort of like, you know, guys probably don't pay too much attention to like, you know, accessories on a woman or something like that, but you know, women do. Where, where mm-hmm. you know, women yeah. maybe not won't pay as much attention to facial hair in a guy, but you know, guys are like I mean, come on though. Facial this this hair is rules. hard facial hair not to see though. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I've been growing this beard for years. I've cut off probably like a good two feet at this point, just trimming ends. Hmm. But it's still like uh, when it's not braided, a solid two feet long. Yeah. Yeah. At least 18 inches, but probably closer to 24. Yeah. That's what or he if, said. Or if you go metric, then fuck you because <laughs> my, my country's stupid and we don't learn metric properly. No, we really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's so dumb. I, I've been trying to like, I, I can use it better with volume than I can with like distance, especially like I, yeah, I have no a hard enough time in con- length, but volume. Yeah. I can usually ballpark it. I have a hard enough co- time conceptualizing Imperial units with distance. You know, somebody's like, 
you know, look out into the look out in the distance and tell me what's two what you think is two hundred feet away. I'd be like, uh, I have no idea. Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm fucking terrible with that. <laughs> I have no sense of that. Like, yeah, there are times that I'm really good with that, and then there are times that I'm just like way off. Yeah, I'd be a terrible marksman. <laughs> Driving is easier because I can do it based on passage of time versus relative to my speed, which is somehow easier than just looking. I don't understand what my, what my, like, I, I blame my brain deficiencies on ADD. I feel like it's easier to gauge distances while you're driving in the first place versus like just standing somewhere and looking out. Yeah, because you Somewhere. can do it. You have you have something other than just your visual reference. You're doing right. it based on time, if nothing else. Yeah. And that was just the sound of my backup beer being opened. Uh-huh. I'm because not there that, yet. That, that first one was quite creamy and crushable. I know you're not supposed to like crush a six point eight. Oh, what's hey. your second one? Oh, my second one is Dazzle. Oh, okay. My second one is going to be the uh, the main collaboration beer. Oh, I, I nice. wanted to do Dazzle because I knew that both of you had already had that. Yeah, do mm. Dazzle, and also well, plus it's already open. But yeah. we've we we uh we had a small conversation about this, Chris, because you mentioned this in the last episode and said I didn't yeah. think I didn't like this because it was you know it it wasn't a good sour. It's not meant to be a sour. I told yeah. you this last time. I know, but yeah, I, we we were gonna make fun of you for saying it's a sour. <laughs> I mean, we still can. It, I mean, I just, we we still will. But like, it yay. very specifically says on it, <laughs> double double India Pale Ale with cherry, orange, vanilla, and lactose. Yeah, it has lactose, so it has a little bit of a sour. Well, lactose profile. isn't sour. Lactose makes it a milk sh- a milkshake IPA. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, La- so if you're, if you're thinking con- any sour, you're getting you're, like the tart from the uh, cherry. You're thinking uh, lactic uh, acid. Lactose is entirely lactic different. acid. Yeah, oh. lactose is a sugar. Yeah. So when you add oh, lactose, okay. it adds a little bit of sweetness. It adds creaminess. Um, it, yeah, it adds more of that. Like, but like lacto lactic acid or lactobacillus are things that will end up going into. A sour. Like a sour. You're right. Mm. So, so yes. Like, oh god, my i i've i've drunk away and smoked away way too much of my scientific knowledge. But yes, mm-hmm. I wish I could explain to you off the top of my head what the difference. Damn it, Emily! You're supposed to be our scientist, right? But I think that they <laughs> We're have screwed. I, I think that they have the same, like basic molecule underneath and that you're changing different uh like groups so lactic in theory then lack so it's probably a i don't know ring maybe and has but like an acid would have a, a hydrogen that likes to run away i i don't i don't know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put the sound effect of a bong bubbling underneath that. Yeah, because that's uh, yeah. I think you have smoked away your scientific knowledge. Yeah. Well, also it doesn't help that you know you get when you're in a science program, you get so much shit thrown at you so quickly yeah. that there's no chance you're gonna retain all of it. 
And if you right. don't actively use it, you lose it. And like, that's not the, that hasn't like, I haven't, I've been working in an environmental job for over five years at this point. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not the kind of chemistry that I'm paying attention to. So, you yeah. Know. And that, yeah. I mean, if I'd take, if I'd thought about it for half a second, I could have looked it up and probably would have, and wouldn't have had a problem explaining it to you. It's just, I don't remember off the top of my head. Right. Well, damn it, Emily, for you not re- remembering it off the top <laughs> of your head. I mean, I got like, I, like a B plus in organic chemistry too, or something. And also the bet, like my favorite part of the final for that class was having to draw the structure for heroin because I thought that was funny. <laughs> I had a good hoof hearted last night. Ooh, I love hoof hearted. Do tell. Uh, uh, before you tell though, like keep yeah. that thought in mind. Can I just tell you like, when I was working at Beat Brew Hall, not an advertisement, fuck the ownership and much of the management of that place. Uh, unless you want to sponsor the, the show, then the, the staff is great. <laughs> um, but like some of the management and the ownership is crap. Unless you want to have us like come and drink for free at your bar, <laughs> then we'll plug it and give you positive reviews. Y- yes, you can pay to play with this show. Um <laughs> <laughs> but there was one day that I was working there and it was it was a slow day and I had this guy it, like friends that came in one of them clearly had like taste and opinion the other one was just kind of <sighs> New Hampshire redneck <laughs> like I, I think we all have a good idea of what that's like yeah New Hampshire um, is the south of the north we all know I mean yeah like Maine has rednecks too I mean, well, actually, all the New England states kind of do, but Maine, Maine's rednecks are generally a lot more pleasant. Like New Hampshire, generally, New Hampshire is where you're going to get the, you know, the people that are going to have like, don't tread on me, yeah, don't <laughs> tread on me, flag, Confederate flag, I don't know, three like a like a three percenter flag, whatever, like that mm. kind of shit. So this, uh, you know, New Hampshire redneck is sitting in the bar with his buddy. His buddy's, like, drinking good stuff. And, and like, I can't really fault the guy for what he's drinking. Because he's still drinking stuff outside of his comfort zone. Like, he's clearly a Bud Light guy. Um, But but he got hoof-hearted. And the entire time, like, the entire time, he made the joke probably 15 to 20 time, hoof-hearted. Who farted? It's like, ha it wasn't funny the first time, oh, and it's no. not funny the 20th. So that's my quick hoof-hearted story. <laughs> so, folks, I know that, okay, we, we're really good at straying into non-New England beers. I was hoping yeah. to make this, like, you know, non-New England, like, we should do, like, non-New England brewery reviews as, like, a pa- like Patreon episodes or some shit. But anyway... Um, but like when we're just like shooting the shit about beer it's easy to just stray into beer it is yeah um and hoof hearted is honestly i'm gonna i like where are they texas no they're columbus ohio Ohio. oh um they i've so i haven't been to the brewery but i have been to maybe it's the brewery i've been to their uh their place in ohio um, before they got distro in mass or before they got wide distro in new in maine even hmm. um yeah was there a few years ago 
And it was like, this is where I want to go when I am in Columbus. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to like, I've had good beer in, in, in Ohio. I will say that um, I've had. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember what the brewery was that I went to after my cousin Nick's wedding that I went to in Ohio. Oh, yeah, because that like, was down in Dayton. I haven't been yeah, to Dayton, but uh, Cincinnati's it was, it was got good. some good breweries, too. Um, uh, Mad, Mad Tree? Fuck, I can't remember what the name there is. Mad Tree does sound familiar. We've had their stuff at a, you've had their stuff at a beer fest. I've actually been, like, I, that's. So going, getting their stuff at a, like, I think it was an extreme beer fest. Um, and then I went on that business trip and it was like, that's how I knew where I wanted to go when I was in Cincinnati, mm. which also shout out to Cincinnati. Like I know people love to shit on your city, but <laughs> first off skyline chili second Colonel D's spices in the, uh, Finley market downtown and third Getta. Getta is way better than it should be, and it's really enjoyable. In an, I've had it on an, in an egg roll and on pizza, mm-hmm. and it's fucking delightful. I feel like you've told me what Getta is before, but why don't you tell the rest of the audience what Getta is? So Cincinnati, uh, you know, as a person with German heritage myself, I appreciate the fact that Cincinnati has a lot of German heritage. Uh, um, but Getta was is a basically a mix of like meat and like grain and spices. So some kind of carb Mm. and spices. So it's almost like a combination between a sausage and like white pudding. Hmm. So if for the, you know, so folks, why don't you tell the folks at home what white pudding is? So (laughs) in the UK, they have a thing, they have a thing called white pudding and black pudding. So the main, the base of the thing is basically carbs and spices. And that's all that's in white pudding, black pudding. Also, it's also got like fat. I think it's usually got like pork fat or something. Yeah, pork fat. And then black pudding is the same thing, but also with blood. And also (laughs) black pudding rules. Black Shut pudding up, does Chris. rule. I have Blech. some in my freezer right now. Blech. Shut oh. up, Chris. And you can keep it in your freezer. Hey. Oh, man. I want, like, proper English breakfast sometime soon. Um, it's been whenever, a while. I have I have, I have, have the, the, the bacon and the black pudding in my freezer, so let's do this shit. Hell yeah. Come on down, Emily Schick. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth best thing about Cincinnati is they put their river fire out. Yeah. No, that was <laughs> that was Cleveland that had it. Oh, was that yeah. No. Oh. I mean, we're not Detroit. <laughs> oh yeah, the Cle- the the fake Cleveland tourism videos are amazing. <laughs> That's great, and like absolutely captured the city. In my opinion, I like I I'm sorry, people from Cleveland. I fucking hate your city. I really <laughs> hate your city. I have been there several times, and I have not enjoyed myself. Like, I mean, literally, the only reason that I want to go to Cleveland, Ohio, is to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's basically mm. that's basically. But and they have I, a be- I don't I will see say this. anything they, else to do there. They have a beautiful city hall. I did not have not really had hmm. time to explore breweries in the area, but I don't know that I particularly want to. Um, I don't know. Is it cooler than the like Austin fucking? city hall building is that their city hall 
That's it's like the a, one no, quarter the scale. Oh, state capitol building. No, the state capitol building that's built built out of like I don't know, it's like sandstone or some shit. It's, uh, no, it's, it's like rose sandstone. Yeah, it's a it's very specific gorgeous. type. It is gorgeous, and it's a one quarter scale of the U.S. Capitol building. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking neat as hell. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, huh. But yeah, the. I've 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 not been to lots of places in Ohio, but I will vouch for good things in both Columbus and Cincinnati. I know like Oh, the only other thing I want to go do there is go to Cedar Point. Hmm. Like like if I ever go back to Ohio, there are literally two things I want to experience in the state, and unfortunately they would have to be two separate trips because distance. Yeah. No, it's not that seriously, dude. Like, I, you're. It's not that bad of a drive. Like, I've driven from Cincinnati but it's to Columbus. So it's boring. It, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Everything in between sucks ass, and like, you have to make sure that you don't like fall asleep and drive off the road because you're bored yeah. as fuck. And honestly, that's what driving through a lot of this country is like. Try I driving mean, it, through like Arkansas. At least, like, the stupidity of Texas. the highways. Well, I, I was going to say, kind of pretty I was going to say, at least the stupidity of their highway system in Texas keeps you aware because mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, do I have to go off to the left, off to the right, or straight right now? Fuck. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, that San Antonio to uh, Austin Drive was fun. Yeah. Um, not, not really Mostly attractive or interesting. But, yeah, having, like, Bucky's be in the middle there was mm. definitely a great stop. Oh my god. If you god. ever find yourself in Texas, definitely hit up a Bucky's. They they've that- got like a deli section, but instead of a deli, it's just jerky. Ooh. Yeah. It's yeah. A, they they have like a, a whole jerky bar. Yeah. It's so basically Bucky's is exactly what you'd expect from a everything's bigger in Texas, Texas mm-hmm. convenience store. I mean um, it's like it's Walmart but not owned by the Walton family. It's not yeah. as big as a Walmart, but like it's a it's I'm trying to think of what the actual size of that Bucky's in New Braunfels is. It's like I would say that it's a it's a convenience store that's the size of uh, Well, depending on where in the country you are, a medium to large size Target. <laughs> no, it's not quite that big. I would say like it's a more like a small Target, but like it's Fuck it. It's a fucking convenience store. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, have... small target to me is that one in fucking Central. Okay, that's, that's fair. That just feels tiny. But yeah, they have, like, there's, like, a, you know, like, a hunting and camping section. There's, like, you know, there's, get like, your a jerky, massive Get your guns wall. and get your bucky nuts. <laughs> oh, don't forget your dip, too. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that we just got cartons of smokes, but... I don't know that we bothered. I think it turns out that it's more expensive to buy them in Texas than it is to buy them in New Hampshire. Oops. Um, anyway, so the Lone Star State. Also, while we're talking about Texas a bunch right now, I do feel deep sympathy for the people of that state at this moment. Oh my oh god! My I god. feel wow. zero sympathy for your politicians, and oh, this Ted feeds Cruz. into this feeds into our earlier beer political discussion talk. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Ted Cruz. You. <laughs> Have to be a good father and take your family to Cancun, right? When the fucking country, right when that state is getting <sighs> fucked by like the first snow they've seen in thirty six years. But yeah. since you're dumb and didn't weatherize any of your 
individual to- Lone Star electrical systems. You're now trying to blame wind and solar when it's really you didn't weatherize your natural gas, so it's freezing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yep. the problem. They also didn't weatherize their wind turbines, but the wind turbines are doing better than they expected. Um mm. But, but they, like, they're using it as an excuse to shit on green energies. Yeah, they are. Yep. But, like, the, 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 the green energy is not dropped a whole lot during this. But nope. No, it's... And, and the worst part is, is there are people who are, who are having... They, that don't have water because the, the, the water systems are not weatherized. Like, yeah. it's... Um, and, there are people who... Also, Almost all of their belongings have been destroyed because they're not used to this kind of weather. No, they, right. they don't, their houses they don't know, aren't built like, with the same kind of insulation and shit that we have. Well, they also don't know that, like, you, you need to, like, turn off the water going into your house. You need yep. to open up all your faucets so you can try and clear your pipes. Because if you don't, shit's going to freeze, it's going to rupture, and it's all going to fucking come through. Well, yeah, but, like, the this is, is the, this is the advantage that we have, you know, growing up mostly in New England, of knowing that, like... Yeah, you if if your you work, get if your fast. pipes are in an outdoor outside <laughs> wall, you know, like we in when we had the house in Reading, we would just open the the cabinet under the sink and also yep. you know just turn it so that it would just be dripping very slightly because yep. you don't want to waste drip. a shitload of water, but like you the slow drip will keep things flowing. Yep. So the combination of those two things, we never had our pipes freeze, even though that was an outside wall. But like these are things that you know about, and you have like the good. And that insulation. house had like no insulation. No, it had a <laughs> the, well. No, it had a bunch of insulation, but mostly on the bottom floor because mm. the, the when my parents bought the house, they had blown in insulation put in, but like oh, okay. it settled down. To the bottom. <laughs> Oh, that helps. Gravity. Well, like, this is essentially the days before, like, expanding polymers. Oh, so yeah. it was probably just, like, that, Yes, yeah, that was, know, like, 1980, so, yeah. Pink Panther, pink shit <laughs> that's just, like, yeah, it rips it up and just shoves it in. Well, no, that's what the, that was what was in the the attic. No, the blown, they used to, they did use blow-in insulation, but I don't think that it was the foam shit that they mm. use now. Hmm. But, yeah. So... Like I, f- I feel really bad for people in Texas, and like there are, yeah, there are a lot of, and there are a lot of great breweries in Texas too, which I hope are mm. both weathering the pandemic and this weather well, because mm-hmm. you know losing. I like, mean, Jester King is phenomenal, and it oh would my be God. sad to lose them. Uh, I that can't Blue imagine their place was awesome. I really yeah. wish that they had been able to expand their operation. I don't know if they still exist, but like, if you're in the Austin area. Check out Blue Owl. They were delicious. They're named after Twin Peaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I also have a shirt from there that that says the uh, the owls are not what they seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that place rules. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, and they- we should both still have glasses because yeah. because of how they operate, you you essentially purchase a glass. And that allows that gives you four drink tokens with it. So they're not selling drinks. They're selling you a glass that comes with drinks. Yeah, it's one of those nice. weird things. Like, it, like you know how there's... It's certain- how, like, state laws and bullshit end up working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same reason that, like, if you go to Down East Cider in Eastie, you don't... You can't buy pours. You go in and they automatically... They give you 
drink tokens for what five or six two ounce samples. Yeah, I think you got five. Like, which is a sweet deal. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like it, it, you don't you don't go in there and you don't have to pay any money anytime you go in there. It's a great place right? to hang out. The people are awesome. Um, and, uh, and KO meat pies are like right there. Yeah. Oh my god, those are the best. Well, and there you can buy alcohol. Also, isn't uh, there's an art museum like right there? The ICA. Well, hmm. there's part of the ICA. Um, well, part of the ICA. Like you got have... the Nantucket Nantucket light ship moored yeah. at the uh, the end of the marina there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We but like yeah. Every time we've gone there, you know, you po- if you poke around the area, there's you know the the big outdoor art sculptures and you mm. know like street art kind of painting and whatever, and it's like. Very much appeals to me. Free packing. You don't get that much in the city. <laughs> right, kid? <laughs> I mean, this is Eastie we're talking about. So. Yeah. Like, it's... A lot of the... Uh, there are a lot of parts of Boston that don't quite operate the same way as the rest of it. Like, I mean, West Roxbury does not feel like a part of Boston so much as it feels like a suburb. But, you yeah. know, Eastie is kind of... I've always kind of liked Eastie. I mean, it's got a very working class roots. I, you know, I, I hope it doesn't get overly gentrified. I do like some uh, of the It's going to get that... overly gentrified. But, like, that's essentially, oh, yeah. like, where you used to find your Irish. Well, especially that area that that stuff is in. But, like, you know, like I... Like, Eastie and Southie used to be, like, the Irish mob territories. Yeah. But, like, Eastie's kind of great. There's a lot of, there's a lot to it in terms of, yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of good food there and stuff. I, I, I like Eastie. It feels a little bit more accessible than some other parts of the city. All right. So I'm kind of wondering, I, I know we're still short on episode. We're only at like 45 minutes, but I know that other people have plans. Should we start like wrapping things up Are these or at least like trying to wrap things up? Yeah, we should probably head in that direction, you know. So, so does that mean I shouldn't crack this other beer? Well, you can still crack that other beer, but, you know, not chug necessarily it. drink an episode. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> Emily's not going to chug a thing. But then again, I'm almost done with beer, too. So that Ooh. is another sign that we should probably be going. Yeah, and I'm almost done with my Christmas pancakes. Mm. Well, Oof, you 9.2%. About, you didn't even talk about how you feel about it. Come on. I feel buzzed. Is that what you want? No, I want flavor comments. Oh, not... that kind of how I feel. I, it's called Christmas pancake, so I would expect it's like a gingerbread pancake. Yeah, no, it's an imperial tip-up. milk stout with spices, honey, maple syrup. It's a nine point two imperial. All right, all right. It's um has a lot of substance. Definitely taste all the goodness of the honey and maple syrup. I like it. It's definitely like a, a breakfast replacement beer, if mm. you will. Oh, I still think that like the best breakfast replacement beer was that, um, what was it? Founders breakfast stout. Mm. Um, oh, I tried a good Founders last night. Their unraveled IPA. Oh, I've never had that. Never had yeah. that either. Um, Colby brought them. I, I was going to argue for uh, Mee Keller's Beer Geek Brunch Weasel. Ooh, no, that is solid, too. Especially because uh, it's named with had... coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, if you've never had a beer with weasel shit in it, 
I highly recommend <laughs> trying it out. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, that, Kop- that's what Kopi Luwak is. Kopi Luwak is um, a, the, it's a, a coffee that is yeah. extremely oh. expensive and really rich because what happens is civets eat yes. the coffee beans when they're it's the, the one green coffee beans. Yep, it passes through them, it gets digested, and then it comes out. So, I mean, obviously you're not getting actual shit. It's just that the digestion mm. process that it goes through when it goes through the, the civet's body is a lot it it i guess somehow it it makes the flavor of the coffee much richer so it's hmm. one of the most so kopi luwak I mean, coffee it's essentially obviously. a acid bath that ends up removing some of the nutrient from it and then as it passes through the rest of the bowel system it removes a lot of the water as well so then when it comes out, it's already fairly dry. So in order to roast it, you don't have to roast it as long. So it allows a lot of the internal flavor to still remain inside of it. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I-, I love my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of those uh-huh. things that I've always wanted to try, like as a coffee. Although I-, I think that that means I need to suck it up and drink caffeinated coffee folks i don't usually drink caffeinated coffee i drink gallons and gallons of decaf because <laughs> you know i can um mm-hmm. yeah i've always wanted to try that and the only the closest i've ever come is trying it in me there me keller did a couple of beers with that it was uh Beer Geek Brunch Weasel, beer maybe they might have done a Beer Geek Breakfast Weasel? I can't remember. But. I think they did do a Breakfast Weasel. Uh, they also did a Beer Geek Bourbon Weasel, I think. Oh, yeah. Where they ended up aging some of it in bourbon barrels. Um, but that was that a million I, years ago. I bet that they don't yeah. even make that anymore. And one of the actually, that was one of the fun things was before the New England IPA thing even happened, do you remember when Mee Keller used to do the single hop IPAs that were, you know, the normal, traditional, more West Coast style IPAs, but they were single hop. So you could get like an idea of. Isn't that where a lot of our education on flavor of specific hops came from? It did, except the problem is, is that that it gave us a it gave us a foundation for figuring out like sort of not like neither one of us has developed the language that like a Cicerone would, but we definitely got a better idea of what the the different hops kind of do and taste like but we it, the problem is is that those most of those hops are not the primary hops that are used today like most of the hops that we know and like were bred after that point. Like, I'm not sure Citra was, or Gal- Citra wasn't even part of that, I don't think. Galaxy certainly wasn't a part of that. Like, yeah. you know, I remember my favorite of that series being Mount Hood, which I've literally not seen for over 10 years in anything. Mm. Mount Hood was a a nice kind of earthy, piney sort of hop that had a low IBU, in it in a traditional style so my guess is that it would just get completely lost in a new england style ipa but it's it's telling that my favorite of those was on the lower end of ibus versus the higher end because it's like no i like the flavor of hops more than i like the bitterness i'm okay with a balance between the two but like no i'm really there for like 
the 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 terpenes like the the mm. citrusy the earthy the the piney like that i mean i'm i'm there for that as opposed to like the puckering on my palate mm. oh dude really <laughs> uh, my beers are empty it's not like we're being videotaped hmm? i mean also oh, that's how old i am that i'm saying video videotape <laughs> <laughs> yeah the vci is not going kid I still love like how the, the hey, video. Hey, be kind. Rewind. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, things things that things that Lucy wouldn't understand. Yeah. Did you know that that uh, a kid born on this date in the year two thousand can drink? How yeah, no. Isn't wild. <laughs> I was gonna say there are people that like that alive. That... But hey, we welcome you, new drinkers. I was gonna say there, <laughs> yeah. there, there Listen are. Listen to us and learn about good beer. There are. Yeah. Although people... this episode has gone off the rails since the beginning. Whatever. There are <laughs> people bit. that w- who are adults now who were not alive during nine eleven. Yeah. Like yes. crazy. Blows there are my people. Mind. There are people who can lay down their lives for this country but also can't drink who also weren't alive for nine 11. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. My driver's and license. It's mostly about like the drinking age in this country that yeah. it should be lower. And my driver's license is old enough to drink now. Me too. <laughs> Makes me feel very old. <laughs> yeah. Trust <Not> me. me. <laughs> <laughs> TJ doesn't have a driver's license yeah. at this point. TJ doesn't drive. No, TJ yeah. probably will drive. never drive again. If TJ Lucky. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> TJ not lucky. TJ yeah. TJ smashed. unlucky. <laughs> TJ body smashed. Not fun way. Bad way. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, alright. I know that <laughs> Aww, but we, I- we've we've got places to be and people to do. Or uh we we we, well, we some take, of us do. We, we take ass and kick name. <laughs> yeah, that too. I, I think that on that <laughs> on that bombshell, we we are going to call this. Um, let's go alphabetically. Say by first name, saying goodbye. Hi, bye. I'm Chris. I think I'm first. <laughs> yes, you are, because C becomes comes before E. I know I... my alphabet. <laughs> I'm now Emily I Schick. know my ABZs. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Emily Schick. Uh, I'm I th- what did I say? Empress E on untapped. Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, no, you're yeah, Empress E. You're I'm Sob Turbo. TJ's Horfreck. I swear Horfrec. to God, we're getting other <laughs> things soon. I don't know <laughs> social media things. Like if you like us, then it would probably be more you know, worthwhile for us to do stuff, but uh, we need to release our first episode first. Yay! Yay! And again, we're dating our episode by saying we have not yet released episode one yet as we record episode three. Whatever. We need to get better about doing this more regularly and also (laughs) release them sooner. Yay! Yay! My spoon is too big! I am my a anus is bleeding <laughs> for the love of all that is holy. My <laughs> anus is bleeding. Yay! 
if you haven't watched Don Hertzfeld's Rejected on YouTube, yeah, if then... you were born in the year two thousand, yeah, you watch the Don Hertzfeld. Yeah, I was gonna say, then you don't understand the reference we're making cartoons, and you need to because it's fucking amazing. Please go watch it. Um, he also did uh, a sim- the like one of my favorite Simpsons couch gag ever. Mm. Oh, that was a really good one. Yeah, yep. come on, Don Hertzfeld. It's hard to go wrong with Don Hertzfeld. Like he's just so delightfully bizarre. It's simple, but like really good. So should we make this a thing at the end of episodes that we just start like plugging other YouTube videos? Yeah, like, I- I've got a list of things oh, in my mind oh, oh, that oh, oh, I can oh, just my, end it with. My dad uh-huh. wanted me to mention a thing. So, folks, people who own breweries. Do you need a new place for a tap room or possibly even a brewery facility? There's an old uh, Nissan dealership for sale in Tewksbury that's right on Route 38. It's proven to get a good amount of traffic. It's sat empty for a while. The space looks like it would be good for a even a brewery operation because you also have the concrete slab and all that. Uh, from what I can tell, it the place doesn't look to have any environmental issues. It doesn't have floor drains. It doesn't have underground storage tanks. So you're probably good to go. It's sat um, empty for a while. It's got plenty of parking and would be a pretty kick-ass place for like a brew pub. So get nice. on that shit. Also, uh, just saying it right now, whoever actually owns that property who ends up selling it off to a brewery, we, we do get a um, like 2% finder's fee of yeah. final. Oh, it's, it, so the, <laughs> so the, enti- so the entity yeah. that currently owns that property that bought it in an auction is the, the, the financing, like the financial arm of Nissan. So good hmm. fucking luck squeezing money out of them for a commission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Womp. But All whatever. Right. It would still be rad to juke. have a like a really good brew pub in fucking Tewksbury because I you know, I, I I'm in Lowell and that would be close and I would go there. So and yeah. And also for COVID times there's plenty of space for you to do outdoor. I love how you pronounce your city as one syllable, not Lowell like the rest of the uh, world might. No, I I mostly go lol. Yeah, you guys are weird, Massachusetts folk. Yeah, Worcester, Worcester and Revere. <laughs> and on that bombshell, my name's been T.J. Davis. This has been New England Beer Reviews. Good night. <laughs>